welcome to the Happy Health Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Catania. Each week, we'll discuss all things to make you happier and healthier. Hope you enjoy the show. Hey everyone, it's Amy. Welcome back to another episode of the Happy Health Podcast. Today, I want to talk about being relentless. But before we get into that, if you are liking this podcast, if you like this episode, if you just like the, what I'm sharing in general, I would love it if you take a screenshot of this, share it on your stories, share it on your Instagram stories, Facebook stories, make a post about it, tag me, all the things. And if you really love it, you can make a review and let me know how much you love it. This will help others find the show and help them get a little bit happier and healthier, ha- happier and healthier. I can't even speak. All right. So on to relentless. So when I say the word relentless, what comes to mind? I just want you to take a second and think about it. Even if you need to pause me, just like really think about it. When, when somebody says relentless, do you think they're ruthless? Do you think they're just mean? Do you think they're like extreme? Um, do you think they're a bitch? Do you think they're an asshole? Like, do you're like, oof, that person is just relentless. Like this is, oh, like, do you say it like that? Or do you think of relentless as that person has their eye on the prize, that person goes after what they want, that person will just fight tooth and nail for what's right or for what needs to be done, right? So uh, I consider myself in the second realm of the the positive way of looking at relentless uh, just because I have found that over the years, it has served me well. It I had it in certain aspects of my life and then uh something happened to me that i i'm gonna share in a second but it made me think like i need to be relentless from now on and um it's it's all about growth right like so you may look at me now and think oh you know amy's always going after what she wants she's just she'll figure it out but wow that was not the the person i was uh, you know 10 12 13 years ago So let me share my story on how I became relentless and why I actually decided to tattoo a reminder of being relentless on me. Okay, so uh, many of you guys know I have a German Shepherd named Max, but you may or may not know that I actually had another German Shepherd and his name was Leo. So this was before I moved to Texas when I lived in Connecticut. It was my husband and I lived in Connecticut right before we moved to Texas. We lived there for two years. And we were just at that point, we were like, you know what? We don't want kids yet, but we want a dog. So we ended up getting a German Shepherd puppy named Leo. He was the cutest thing on the face of this planet. And he was so sweet. He was more like Luna, if you know my my husky. she She's super chill. Um, and Max, my German Shepherd now, is not super chill. He's high energy. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so Leo was just so super chill. And I was still an accountant at that time. My husband was in sales and he actually owned part of the company. So he was actually able to take him into the office and just take him with them in the car on sales rides. Like they were just like attached at the hip. So all this is important because uh, we also lived in a condo in Connecticut and we lived on the top floor. So it was four levels and we lived on the top floor and we had a couple underneath us that had a newborn baby. And because it was a condo, we had like an HOA or a board or whatever. I don't know what those things are called. And um, we also had to sign like bylaws. I can't remember what they're called, but we had to sign all the things, you know, like if you had an HOA, you had to sign that. And it was a hard copy. Remember, this was like, this was at least, I want to say like, this was like 12, 13 years ago. It was a while ago. It was, I've lived in Texas for 11 years and it was, it was before that. So 
we signed this and they we we believed that our dog was grandfathered in um because they had a 20 pound or less rule for dogs right but there was so i mean like an absorbent amount of dogs that were over 20 pounds like there was a ton of german shepherds rottweilers like pit bull, like there was all the dogs like aggressive dogs like or that are considered aggressive dogs i don't subscribe to that whole thing um there's a aggressive breeds but i i digress anyway so we we got this german shepherd and like i said he grew up with the, he we had him for about a year and like I said, he was always with my husband. He was always, you know, he, he was always with one of us. Um, either way, we rarely, rarely ever left him at home at, uh, alone because German shepherds have, uh, separation anxiety is why I got Luna, uh, for my other German shepherd, Max, but we, he was never at home. So, but we kept getting complaints from the HOA. Um, we kept getting the neighbors downstairs, like banging up, banging up like on the ceiling saying that we were making noise and blah, blah blah and it was just and they never came to us directly they was always banging on the ceiling and then we would get a call we would get an email we just kept getting these complaints and uh we were just we were young i was we made a lot of money fast so which is why we had this fancy pants condo and i the board would just kept like they kept making like comments like oh i don't know if you guys realize this like this is how it's done here kind of like just things that you probably wouldn't say to you know an older couple that you would say to a younger couple and then we had like my husband had a motorcycle at the time like it, it was just they just and i could be making this up but my perception of it is that they were like oh these young kids don't know how to act they're making a bunch of noise blah blah blah. and the couple underneath us was probably with my age now <laughs> they're probably in their either late 30s or uh, early 40s and they just kept complaining like i said they had a newborn so they were just like i'm sure like low sleep and all that so long story short and we ended up having to go in front of the board because we got a letter saying that if we didn't get rid of leo uh if we didn't give him away uh that we would get charged 50 dollars a day okay 50 dollars a day <laughs> No. So, and I mean, we made a lot of money. We, we eventually lost it all, but that, that was on a different podcast. <laughs> but, but I mean, $50 a day is a lot of freaking money. Um, so we went in front of the board and I was not the outspoken person I am today. Uh, I am by nature very introverted. I can stay at home and not talk to anybody and be a okay. <laughs> I'm also by nature very shy. I forced myself, I don't want to say force myself. I've learned to do, be more outgoing, to be more extroverted because of what I want to do in life and what my passion is. I obviously can't do that if I'm home alone by myself. So, but at the time I was still not as outgoing, not as extroverted. And I just was not somebody that um, went towards conflict. And it's not that I go like I'm fighting anybody right now, but I don't shy away from conflict. I, you know, when you have employees, when you have, you know, building businesses and doing all that, like you can't, like you, you have to it's just like stand your ground kind of thing. So I've definitely learned and doing like with all the, the, the masterminds and all the, all the things that the personal development stuff that I've done over the years, I've grown into being how I am now. But at that time I was not. 
So, and my husband is the same way. He's not, same thing. We've both, we've done all these journey, these personal development journeys together. We're just not people at the time that will, would just fight for that. And we didn't. And we didn't fight for, to keep Leo. And we ended up having to give him away. We found this family that had a really great yard. I mean, thankfully they were fantastic. Like we literally interviewed them. Like it was like a whole process. Cause it was like, it's like giving away your baby like I know it's like like an actual child I get that but it's my fur baby and we've had it we had him for a year so it was it wasn't like we just got him and like we weren't attached to him so anyway we ended up having to give this dog away and it's it's was like weeks later and I'm still like I was working so much remember I was an accountant at this time so I was like working like crazy hours so I was rarely home and whenever I was home I was sleeping (laughs) So there was one particular day I was home. I I think I went home early or um, I can't remember. I was home at a time that I wasn't normally home, right? And I was in my bathroom. I remember this so distinctly and I was plucking my eyebrows. Now you're like, Amy, why the hell were you telling me this? What the hell does this have to do with being relentless? Stick with me for a little bit. Okay, so I was plucking my eyebrows. And this is important because I was not making any noise. (laughs) Okay, pluck. I had no music on. Plucking your eyebrows is not a very noisy activity. at all I was sitting on my vanity so I wasn't moving right like I was like very just sitting there quietly plucking my eyebrows and I hear this banging from upstairs it was them the downstairs people like knocking on on the on the ceiling again and I'm like what the hell like clearly Leo is not here we've given him away um clearly I'm not making any noise so I go downstairs and again this is this was like terrifying for me. Now I'd be like, bitch, get out. Like, that's not, that was not me back then. I was like terrified, like shaking. And then like, hey, you keep knocking on the thing because remember they, they, they rarely came up and said anything to us. They would always like go right to the HOA, which I always found freaking annoying. And they're, I'm just, they're probably, it's probably for the best that. <laughs> they, they did not meet me now because I would, all hell would have broke loose. Anyway. So I go downstairs and I'm like, hey, you're knocking on the thing. She's like, you're making a lot of noise and my, you're keeping the dog, you're keeping my baby up and you and your dog and making the, and I'm like, first of all, we had to give away the dog because of you. Like the dog is gone and I'm plucking my eyebrows. I'm not making any noise. And she's like, oh, I'm, I didn't mean for you had to give away the dog. And I'm like, what do you think was going to happen? You know? Anyway, I'm getting, I'm getting pissed about it. I'm not going down. There. Okay. Anyway, so, <laughs> so, we, so what ended up happening is just like, we're not making any noise. So she, again, complained to the HOA. We had given away the, the dog. So they ended up doing like an investigation. And what they found was that there was a pipe in between our, our apartments, our condos that like there's, a good amount of space. I don't, I don't know, building stuff, but they found this pipe and this pipe was messed up and it was making this clanking sound and that she attributed to us to the, this whole time. And because I was not relentless and cause I knew Matt, Leo wasn't there. I knew I was barely home. I knew my husband was barely home. There was no way we were making all this noise that they said we were making. I wasn't relentless. I just rolled over and was like, okay, I, I guess this is just happening. Like I was young. I didn't know what the hell I was, what it was happening. And we just gave our dog up and it ended up being that, you know, it was, it was probably like by the time they figured all that out, it was, it was a few months in and I was like, we're not going to, what are we going to go to this family and say, Hey, give us back our dog. Like, and you know, he, he was sending us like pictures and like videos of him like running. And I'm like, okay, 
it's, it's probably for the best. Like, obviously, we didn't have a yard. We had a condo. So I was like, you know what? I'm not going to take the dog. I'm not even going to try to get the dog back. And again, I wasn't me. Like, how am I going to get this dog back? So <laughs> I wasn't the me I am now. So it, I was thinking of this the other day. That The reason I decided to do this as a podcast is that, you know, how like Facebook shows you like memories and all that stuff. And I have pictures of Leo on my Facebook from like when Facebook first came out. And it popped up because I was looking for something. And um, most people probably don't even realize it's a different dog than the dog I have now because they look pretty similar. But it just made me think like, if I was the Amy that I am now, I would still have that dog. And it, it changed my, it literally, I know that, that it may not sound like a big thing, but you know, like sometimes one little thing in your life changes how you are forever. And that changed how I am because I think about that. And anytime something would pop up, I would think because I was in the right. I was in the right and I didn't fight for it. So now, you know, years, as the years progressed and things would come up and I knew I was in the right. And I'm talking about like, you know, like when, when, you know, when like sometimes you're, you're arguing with somebody and you're like, oh man, I'm, I'm messed up. I'm wrong. You know what I mean? Like, but you don't want to admit that you're right, (laughs) that you're wrong. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about being relentless. I'm talking about when you know that you're being wronged or you, that this is where you want to go, or this is, uh, uh, you know, this is a, a goal you want to have, or the, you know, you know, you can get it done. You, even if you fail along the way and you, you know, you have a bunch of, you lose a bunch of battles, but you're going to win the war kind of thing. Like that, it changed my perspective because it was like, had I fought for the, had I fought for what I knew was right, I would have been able, it would have changed out, turned out so differently. And I think about so many moments before that where I didn't fight because I wasn't. And by fight, again, I don't mean like argue and like yell at people and like berate people and just be a bitch and all that stuff. Like, I don't mean that. I mean, like, just be relentless. And this is what I need to happen. Right. Like, this is these are the facts. This is this. Like, just speaking your mind. Right. And so that's what the, my goal of this podcast is, is I shared that story with you because um, so many people look at me now and they're like, oh, you, you're this and this. I'm like, no, you can be these things. I was not these things. I've grown into those things. And like I said, I have it tattooed on me as a reminder. Um, if you, I don't think I've ever shared this on social media. So if you've never seen me in person, you probably don't know that I have a tattoo on my right calf and it's like up and down. It's like straight up and down my calf and it's in Latin. And obviously you have to like turn to see it. And if you don't know Latin, you can't read it. But what it says in English is I shall find a way or make one. And that was the the pursuit has been the pursuit of my life like that's super important in my life because after that we moved to Texas and we I left my accounting job and I and I left my career and my husband did the same thing and it was just like everybody just kept saying you guys are gonna fail you guys are crazy you guys are and I was we were relentless and I was like you know what no you know this happened with Leo that whole thing you know, people were, you know, like if I had fought for that and, and said, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to fight for this dog. I'm going to make sure that 
I know I'm right. Same thing. I knew when I left my accounting job that that was not what I wanted to do. It didn't matter how good I was at it. It didn't matter how much money I made from it. I was making from it. It didn't matter that I went to school for it. It didn't matter any of that. I knew I was relentless in that. I was going to find my passion and help people and do what I wanted to do. Same thing when I went, changed my diet. I was relentless in saying like, okay, I'm going to do this regardless of all the, the things that are coming up. And it's hard, especially when you're not used to it. When you first start it and when people are not used to you being like that, they're like, oh my goodness, what you're changing and this and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you know what? I can, you can do both. I can be relentless and go for what I want and still be a nice person and still, you know, still be happy, Amy, right? Like I can mesh those two. I don't have to be this ruthless, unbe- uh, like unrelenting and like a negative way person. And and not get like, I, I can still be relentless. Right. So it's, it's one of those things that I want you to think like, if one, if you want to remember in the beginning of the podcast, when I asked you about what, what do you feel about relentless? If you consider it like a negative trait, I want you to stop and think like, why do you think is a negative trait? Why is it like that? Is there, are there people around you? Or maybe when you are relentless, it brings out maybe a not so good side of you that you're just not proud of. And how can you switch that or start changing it because it's not going to just be like overnight, right? How can you start working on being relentless in a positive but straightforward way, right? And that's, it's something that I, I've definitely worked on. And it's, it's all about like, you don't have to do it in a way that hurts anybody else, right? Like for the, the example with Leo, I could have went in there and said, Hey, uh, you know, this is, these are the facts he's with us. And we were saying those things, but I wasn't like saying it in a way that they were hearing me, if that makes sense. Right. Like I was like, Oh yeah, but he's never home. And they're like, yeah, whatever. This is just girl. I don't know what she's talking about. I wasn't like, no, look, these are the things like, this is where he's at. Like this, you know what I mean? I wasn't like putting my foot down. And I, I think about, um, you know, like, when I'm going through my happiness course with people or when I do coaching or when I'm working with people with oils and they're, they're, you know, people tell me things, right? Like, and obviously I'm not going to like tell their business on a podcast, but you tell me things. And sometimes this is like, Hey, like just say, stand up for what you want. Like stand up and say, Hey, this say your piece. And you can say it in a way that nobody's going to be like, Oh, look at this girl. Like, or, you know, you do that in a way that it makes people like, Oh, Okay, I got you. Like you're, you're good, right? We're dealing with that right now with our where we just moved into a, a new house that we built, and we got these fancy ass floors that we paid more money for because uh, the standard was carpet, and I don't want carpet with two dogs. Uh, so we got floors, and they messed them up, right? Uh, and it's been two months that we've been going back and forth. And literally today, the day I'm shooting this podcast, they were supposed to come fix it. And the guy came, it was a whole thing. And my, my husband was so pissed, <laughs> but, but he, they messed up again. And I swear they're doing this so that we get to a point where the, the builder's just like, Oh, sorry. never mind. we're just like, okay, never mind, We'll do it ourselves. And nope, I'm not doing that. Uh, this was not our fault. This was not you know, I'm gonna be relentless in getting these damn floors fixed. So it's, it's about like, you know, I know people are like nowadays, but like, oh, that's a Karen. You're complaining, blah, blah, blah. Like, look, I'm not talking about like, let me give you an example. Like your flight gets canceled or like your flight gets delayed 
I'm not talking about like being relentless and like yelling at the the gate agent and doing all. I'm not talking about that at all. Like that's not what I mean in like being relentless and getting what you want because you want to get home. What what you can do and what I have done many a time because I have traveled a ton is if your flight gets canceled or if you're if it gets delayed or whatever, and you're gonna talk to the gate agent because you obviously sometimes have to like reschedule or get other things or whatever. Be nice. Like when, remember, these people are getting yelled at all day. <laughs> like they get yelled at. And it's not even their freaking fault. It's not their fault. I promise you. I used to work at JetBlue. So I've seen the, the back end of things. It is not the gate agent's fault. They ain't got nothing to do with anything. They're just the messenger. But they do have access to things that they may not give you and don't have to give you if you're being an asshole. So if you just go up there and you're like, hey, I, you know, I'm so sorry the, that you're dealing with this. Um, hey, this is what, is there anything I can, you can do? I have to get here. I have a meeting and just like, don't lie. Just like say the truth, you know, the sincerity and the, the tone will come through, right? And I've seen, I've done this a million times. I cannot tell you how many times I've gotten put on first class, uh, from, for other airlines. Like they would literally put me, I don't know how they do this voodoo, but they get me on another airline on first class ticket or they get my luggage because I was just nice. And I, but I was firm in saying, Hey, I really need to get this. I need to get that. And, and I had no, I'm okay with failing. Okay. That's, that's a part of the relentless uh, piece as well. It's, it's huge important. Like in the, the airport situation, the flight, I'm okay with if at the end of the day, they can't do anything. Cause sometimes they really can't do anything, but I'm not okay with me not going up and doing as much as I can with that, whether that means calling hot water, whether that means staying on the, the phone for an hour, which I've done at, at an airport when the line was like crazy. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to call. I'm going to call through American Express and let's see if they can get me because they got the flight originally. And I'm just, I'm relentless in thinking of ideas to move me forward to what I want. And a lot of the times it works. Right. A lot of times I'm like, people are like, how the hell did you get that done? I'm like, you just got, you got to be relentless. You just got to go in, but you got to be nice and sincere and truthful about it. And that comes through. That comes through a hundred percent of the time. Okay. Um, but I'm, but sometimes I've had to stay. Like I was on a flight, um, coming back from Idaho and I got stuck on that sucker for nine hours. Nine hours I was on this flight. Okay. It was, it's a two hour or like three hour flight. I was stuck on the plane for a long ass time, like on the gate, on the runway. There was, I did everything I could and there was nothing I could do, but I was okay. At the end, I mean, I wasn't okay. I was pissed at the airline, <laughs> but I was okay with myself because I knew I had done everything. Does that make sense? Like I, I, there's a difference between failing and knowing you gave it all you got, but, or failing, but knowing you did not give it all you got. Those are, those, those are two very different things, right? And that's, that's why I got it tattooed on me because it's, it's probably my favorite tattoo. Um, because I love looking at it and I love thinking, okay, uh, I'm not even going to try to butcher the Latin thing. I, I was going to do it, but I was like, no, no, don't do it. You know, you don't know. All the, I have to read it <laughs> to say it right, but it definitely says, I shall find a way I make one. I shall find a way I make one. And when I, when I'm dealing with something troubling or like, that's like, there's like, it seems like a brick wall in front of me. 
I say that to myself. I meditate on it. I'm like, okay, I should find a way I make one. I'm going to be relentless in this. And what's funny is those bricks just start coming coming apart. They start falling down. They start just like crumbling. And you're like, oh shit, look, there's a window. There's a door. I can get through this wall. And you start seeing those things, but it takes practice. Okay. So if you are somebody that knows me now, or maybe you've just, you don't know me, you just listen to me on this podcast and you're like, Oh, Amy, but that's you. I promise you that was not me. That's, it's still hard for me sometimes when, you know, something's in certain instances, other instances is fine, but there are certain instances I'm like, damn, I gotta, I gotta go like, I gotta go fight for this. <laughs> so, so and, and I do it and I, and, you know, it gets easier and easier. And like I said, the, the, the easiest, the best way, or I don't want to say the best way because I'm, I'm not the end all be all right now, the end all be all right now. But one of the, the most, uh, effective ways to be relentless is to use your sincerity. Like if you're somebody that is like, I don't want to go to the side of being an asshole, be sincere about it. Be sincere because look at all the, you know, the people that, are like we've all seen the videos of somebody being like what they call a Karen like we've seen those like if that person was saying like sometimes they're just flat out wrong <laughs> like sometimes it's just like being a crazy pants but in some instances if that person was saying it in a way that was calm and they were just being sincere and like hey this this is how I feel about this situation blah 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 the other person would hear them better and even if at the if the person was right or wrong the, the conversation goes a little bit different when you're like that. And it, it just changes how the other person perceives you, right? Like even when you're arguing with like your husband or your significant other or, or your kids, if, if you keep a certain tone and you, you're still relentless and cause you're like, okay, this is what needs to be done. This is why, why, what, what, what I'm trying to convey, but your, your severity and your, I mean, severity, <laughs> your sincerity and your tone, uh, make all the difference, right? Like, um, I think about like when, uh, when I have to call like customer service, right? Like even if the company messed up, okay? Even if the company messed up, first of all, remember you don't shoot the messenger. And that's what a lot of times people do. Like they, they shoot the messenger. It's not that person's fault. So if you're going to be crazy, they're not going to do whatever they want. That's not the type of relentless I'm talking about. I'm talking about being relentless in that, Hey, this is, they messed up and, uh, yeah, they got to fix it. Right. Like I just got, I'm, I'm ordering a bunch of furniture for my house and I ordered something and literally like 30 minutes later, I was like, damn, I saw, I saw it on another website. <laughs> I saw it and I saw it was the same price for two of them. And I was like, ah, so I called and I called and canceled the lady. Literally, I had it on speakerphone. So my husband heard me. She canceled it. She was like, oh, no problem. You, we caught it in time. It was just like, blah, blah, blah. It, they still shipped it. They still shipped it and charged me. Instead of getting, you know, crazy about it, I'm just gonna send them back. And they, they, and they were trying to um, charge me like a restocking fee or whatever. And I was like, uh, no. So old me would be like, oh, it's only a small fee. It's okay. New me was like, nope, <laughs> you messed up. It's okay. Not you in particular, the person I'm talking to right now, but you as a company have messed up and I'm going to be relentless and that you are going to give me my full refunds. So I got the full refund. Okay. But I was, I was nice about it, but I was still eye on the prize. This is going to happen because I'm going to die on my sword or what is that? What is the, um, the Spartan race? I mean, the Spartan race, <laughs> the Spartan race, the Spartan saying, uh, 
bring die on your shield die with I, something about the shield i don't i wasn't planning on saying that um another thing that one more thing that i just want to share about this relentless thing is that uh one of the things that when i started thinking like when i moved to texas was that i had knee surgery when i was 19 and the doctor was a highly regarded doctor he said i would never run again um, and I took that to heart. I believe I've mentioned that on another podcast, but I, I took it like to, to my soul, like as that never happened. Um, and when I started going on this journey, journey of I'm going to be as relentless as, as, uh, as I possibly can, I remember like all, you know, like things pop up and you're like, oof, that, that, that was a time I could have been more relentless. That was a time. That was a time. One of the things was like, I wasn't relentless in, proving that doctor wrong <laughs> when I was 19. But years later, I was like, mm, um, that's not going to work. He's not going to tell me what to do. And I started doing Spartan races because of that. Um, so, and I started like, literally my first Spartan race was 13 miles long. Like that was a bit extreme, but, <laughs> but my point was that I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to figure out a way to, to run. And now it's, it's actually something at the time of this recording, because I know I've said I hate running before. I've actually learned to love it in the last like month or so. Like it has become like almost meditative to me. So it's had I let that doctor, um, you know, keep that in my head and had that, that thing not happen with Leo, I would have just, who knows what that, that where I would have been and would, where, if I had, ah, I can't even speak. If I had, <laughs> who knows? where I would be right now, if I would be the person I am, if that hadn't happened. So sometimes you need something to kind of slap you in the face. So hopefully you don't have to go get slapped in the face and lose one of your fair babies like I did um, to learn this lesson. But where in your life can you be relentless? Can you say, okay, I'm going to get this done no matter what. I don't care if I fail, but I'm going to give it all I got. Okay. Give it all you got. Like, and then you know what? You can sleep soundly. I'm okay with failing as long as I know I, I gave it all I got. Like the, the times I can't sleep is because I'm like, I phoned that in. I'm, I messed that up. I didn't do it. I didn't give it my all. I could have done this. I could have done that better. I could have done those are the times I, I lose sleep. I don't lose sleep when I don't, when I fail because even if I fail, I got pretty damn close and when I gave it my all. So that's it for today. I hope I have convinced you to be relentless and to do it in a way that is still true to who you are. And, and that's it. I will see you guys later. Thank you so much for listening. If you're enjoying the show so far, it would mean the world to me if you could take a moment to write a review. Also, be sure to subscribe on the platform of your choice to get updated on the next episode. The Happy Health Podcast is now on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and all other major podcast platforms.